Aptuse Podcast 126. I want to quit. Have you ever been in a situation where you just want to quit? Perhaps it was a job, volunteer assignment. You just really, really wanted to quit. The desire to quit is going to come to all of us at different times, different seasons, and different things. And it's really interesting that in ministry, we're so quick to call people to start serving to get into the fray, to dedicate their lives to serving the Lord. However, we rarely, if ever, give people biblical advice on how to know when it's time to transition from one leadership role, one volunteering role to another. The fact is, sometimes we need to quit something. We need to end something. We need to move on from one season to the next. And we as leaders have been poor at giving people biblical advice and instructing them of how to handle those seasons when they know it's time to move on to something else, but they don't know how to do it. So we rarely show people how to do that. So, and I don't feel like that's honoring. I don't feel like that's honoring for us as pastors, as church leaders to call people to serve, but not tell them how to end. You know, everything that has a beginning is going to have an end. Every, everything that goes up must come down. Every season is going to have a start and a finish to it. So yes, we need to call people to serve, We need to encourage people to stay faithful and stay dedicated to the commitments. However, there are seasons when God is desiring to move us or someone else in a new direction, and we need to know what that direction looks like, how to identify when those seasons come, and how to handle those transitions with grace. That's something we don't talk about. And I think the reason why church leaders don't talk about it is because anytime someone quits on a serving position for us, then that creates problems for us and we have to fill those holes. And so it's just better to encourage people to never give up because it just, you know we don't want to put in the work. And But that's not honoring to people. It's not honoring to people. We want to honor people. When they say yes to serving us, we need to give them the full skill set. So there is a reality that in any sort of serving opportunity, any sort of leadership role, that there, sooner or later you're going to want to quit. And, and if you haven't wanted to quit something, then you probably haven't been doing enough things long enough. Ministry positions, particularly vocational ministries or, or leadership positions within a church that are, that are high level like you guys, they're just some quirks that come with them. I mean, you hear things about people you don't want to hear. You have to deal with messy situations sometimes that you wish you could have avoided. You have to carry the weight of the spiritual burden of telling people God's word and leading them in the spiritual direction they're supposed to go. You, you know you have to do all these things with people who are your devotees, right? And you're supposed to be friends and all this stuff. It, it's, it's complicated sometimes. And so that weight and that gravity of the ministry that we're called to can sometimes wear people down where they have the desire to quit. And today, we're going to read about a man who is just a legend in the Bible, and yet he came into a situation, he came into a season where he was ready to quit. He's ready to give up on the calling that he had. He was ready to do something different, and yet God was able to intervene and step in and, and redirect him, and that's what we want to look at today. And that person is Elijah. Now, specifically, the story that we're talking about is in 1 Kings chapter number 19. And for the sake of time today, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to trust that you guys all know Elijah's story very well. Just kind of as a refresher, Elijah is, you know, living in one of the most spiritually depraved times in Israel's history. Ahab is a wicked king, and his wife Jezebel, they're just a, a match made in, in hell, really. Not a match made in heaven, it's a match made in hell. You can see that they're leading people the wrong direction from what God's commands were. They're just a horrible pair. And God has called Elijah to be the voice against this evil leadership. And so God uses Elijah. He, you know, he says, go tell Ahab it's not going to rain for three years. Uh, God then leads, um, you know, supernaturally to provide for Elijah over those three years. He then tells 
Elijah to go challenge Ahab and the, the prophets of Baal at Mount Carmel. This is where we get the famous story of the fire falling from the sky. And then rain returns to the land. And so God's just working through Elijah. He, he supernaturally runs to, uh, to Jezreel. And so, you know, God's just doing a great thing. This is a spiritual high if there ever was one. And Elijah is, is, is peaking in this. But what's interesting when we get to chapter number 19, it's literally the next verse in the Bible. The Bible tells us that Jezebel threatens to kill Elijah. And what does Elijah do? He runs from Jezebel. He runs underneath a broom tree, and he wants to die. In fact, he prays in chapter number 19 that God would take him, that he would die. And, and, and God directs him to go to, to Mount Horeb, and there God meets Elijah. And he says, why are you here, Elijah? And Elijah's like, look, you know, I've, I've been jealous for you. I've been chasing after your commands. I've been your mouthpiece. I've been doing everything you've called me to do. I've been laboring as hard as I can, but I'm not seeing the fruit of my labor there's no one else who's honoring you. I'm, I am it. I'm the only one. And it's in this famous account that God visits Elijah, refreshes him, restores him, and tells him, no, man, you still have work to do. Your job here is not done. You need to pass this mantle on to someone else. You need to get some things prepared because, buddy, I have a work for you. And God refreshes him in that moment. And he tells him, look, there's 7,000 other people who have not bent a nail. You are not not bent a knee. You are not the only one. And I believe we can look at this passage and I would encourage you to go read it when we're done. Again, for the sake of time, I'm not reading it, but you, you need to go read it. You need to study it because there's some things that we can learn from this passage and from Elijah. You know, if a man like Elijah wants to quit, there, there's something there that we can learn from him. So I want to pull a few things out of this passage. And I really want to look at this passage two different ways. The first way I want to look at it is, is when we're not supposed to quit. You know, um, Elijah was not supposed to quit. His desire was to die. His desire was to quit, but God's plan was for him to continue on. So, so how do we, how do we understand the desires to quit? I want to look at this passage that way. And I have a few things I want to pull out, but then I want to show you what does it look like when it really is an end of a season? How do you know that? And how do you, how do you process that? How do you move on? So we want to look at this passage from both ways, both ways when, when we desire to quit and we shouldn't but also when we desire to quit and the reason why we desire to quit is because God has placed that in our heart. And it's time for us to move on to something different. So let's talk first. Like what, what do we need to learn about the feelings, the emotions and the desires to quit? The first is this, that everyone wants to quit at some time. The fact that a spiritual man like Elijah wanted to quit should show us and give us hope that we are not alone in this struggle. And chances are, if you talk to any great leader in the church or the secular world, you will probably discover that every single one of them at some point has had the thought go through their mind, I should probably quit. Now, here's the truth that we need to catch. Just because you want to quit doesn't make you a sinner. doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't need to lower your self-worth. It doesn't make you any less of a leader or any less of a Christian. No, what that does is that makes you human. There's no sin in the desire to quit. And oftentimes, the desire to quit is uh, is as a result of not seeing the fruit of our labor. And that's really where Elijah's at. Like he's been laboring for three years and this hasn't been a th easy three years. And yet he cannot see the fruit of his labor from his own vantage point. And a lot of times when we want to quit, it's in the seasons that we're not seeing effectiveness and fruit of our calling. And a lot of times we need to remember that we're laboring for an audience. One, Elijah was laboring for Christ reward alone. He, he, he's laboring for God alone, but yet he forgets that. 
So we need to just know that every single one of us is going to share these feelings sometimes where we desire to quit. And Elijah's listened to, I mean, he is the guy. He feels that we will too. Second thing we need to see is that the desire to quit is always a spiritual attack. Now, I'm not the guy that looks you know, for a devil behind every bush, as they used to say. But we need to understand something, that when we are desiring to quit our calling premature, that those feelings are not from God. They are from the enemy. Like, I want you to think of where Elijah's at. He desires to die. Let's think about the end of Elijah's story. Elijah has this moment with God at Mount Horeb. He, he, he chooses not to quit. He goes on and he calls Elisha and he is called up in the chariots of fire and he goes to heaven. So God's plan for Elijah was not to die. And yet in this passage, what's he asking? He's asking to die. Now, I can't help but think that this is not a coincidence. I cannot help but think that the enemy is not behind this because the thing that Elijah is desiring to do is a very is the opposition, the very thing that God wants to bless. Elijah is about to experience something that only one other man in history has experienced, and that was Enoch, and that was not dying. And yet the desire he feels in this moment is to die. So oftentimes I believe that the enemy attacks us in a place of our greatest strength. The enemy takes what God has deposited into our lives. He turns it around. He twists it. He tries to sabotage it before the Lord can take it and bring it to its full completion. And so we need to be aware of that. You know, think about all the things that people are quitting in their life. They're quitting on their marriage. They're quitting on their kids. They're quitting on their calling, their ministry. They're quitting on their dreams. That's not from God. That is from the enemy, sabotaging the very work that God wants to do in people's lives. So the desire to quit oftentimes and almost always is rooted in a work of the enemy. It is spiritual warfare. The third thing we need to see is that the devil always tries to get us to quit in times of difficulty, weakness, and defeat. Elijah got to the point where it had gotten so difficult, you know, that I think I think you just beat at, beat down. You know, he wasn't running from someone who was disagreeing with him or mocking him or making fun of him. Elijah was running from someone who was trying to kill him. Jezebel was trying to kill Elijah. And he felt so alone that he even told his servant, just leave me alone. I mean, he was so spiritually weak, so spiritually beaten down emotionally, you know, physically weak, that God had to send an angel to supernaturally restore his strength to carry on. He just felt so defeated that he said, God, I'm the only one left, and they're trying to kill me too. You know, when you want to quit, a lot of times you're going to feel one of those emotions. You know, it's too hard, I'm too weak, I'm defeated. And let me guarantee you something right here, right now. If you feel the emotion, it's too hard, I'm too weak, I'm defeated, then it is definitely not time to quit. Those are not emotions from the Lord. We, we don't see one Bible passage that tells us that we need to cater those emotions. Rather, what we see is that in Christ, we are more than overcomers. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, according to Romans 8. So if you feel... Like God has called you and you love God, but you're feeling defeated, weak, and beaten down. That is that is that's not time to not time to quit. We don't get to quit in defeat when we are Christians. Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave. His spirit lives inside of us. So we don't lose in defeat. Losing is not part of the equation of a child of God. So we have to trust the Lord knows the whole picture when we cannot. When Elijah was complaining, God saw something that Elijah couldn't. He saw that there were seven thousand people that did not bend the knee to Baal. And he said, listen, I have a remnant. You're not the only one. So when we're feeling these negative emotions, that's probably an indicator it's not time for us to quit. 
Fourth thing, you fight weakness, difficulty, and, and, and just this mental breakdown by running to God. You know, when Elijah started to run for his life, he was feeling defeated and in despair. And the Bible says that he began to move to Mount Horeb, or also known as Mount Sinai. It was the mountain of God. It was the place where God met Moses. And basically what we see is Elijah is running towards the place that he knew he could get alone with God. And it was there in this meeting with God that he was renewed and restored. And I think that all of us are going to get to a point in our ministry, in our life, more than once, where we're going to have to remove ourselves from the situation for a moment, and we're going to have to get alone with the Lord. I think when you get to those points, the only antidote to get out of that that mental despair is to be refreshed and renewed by God. And this is the exact opposite of what we do most of the time. Most of the time we're feeling overwhelmed. We try to climb out our own, or we try to dump our feelings on others. We get angry and defensive. You know, We get mad at the place that we're serving in or the leadership. We get offensive and offended. But the truth is, rarely do any of those things solve our problems or remove those emotions. Most of the time, it only drives us further into despair. But when we get into the presence of the Lord, everything changes. It's in the presence of God that we get restored, refreshed, restrengthened. It's, it's when we get along with the Lord and he touches our hearts that we're reminded of who we are, who he is, who we are in God, and the strength that's inside of us. When we remember who God is, why he called us, that he empowered us through his spirit, then, then we can have the strength to carry through any sort of feeling or emotion. So we see Elijah here in this moment, even though he was in the darkest place that I think a person can get where he's wanting his own life to be taken from him, he did the right things. And, and, and the result of that is that God pulled him out of that despair. God encouraged him. God strengthened him. And God rejuvenated the vision inside of him. You know, at the end of this conversation, and this is why you really need to go read it, you know, God tells him and says, look, you need to go, you need to go anoint Elisha to be your successor. You need to go anoint the next king, and you need to get ready because I'm sending the, the chariots of fire to come get you. Like, like, like Elijah's life has changed in this moment. He's reinvigorated. He's reimpassioned. And maybe you're in a season where you're just kind of feeling tired. You need to get along with the Lord and see if the Lord reignites the vision and the passion inside of you. And if you're not feeling that today, trust me, you're going to feel it in the future. And when those moments come, you need to get along with the Lord and let God work on your heart. It won't be an overnight thing. You know, it took, it took, uh, it took Elijah some time to get to Mount Horeb. I mean, this is, this is a process. In fact, 40 days, 40 nights. You know, so this is not something that's going to happen overnight. This is going to be a process. But, you know, you give, you give something, you know, two, three, four, five weeks, getting along with the Lord, a lot can happen in your heart. You can get rejuvenated. Now, here's where we need to be the you know, critically honest with ourselves is that I've said all this stuff, but the truth is there are some seasons where it is time to quit. It is time to move on. There is a transition in our future. Every single one of us have experienced some transitions. Every single one of us have moved from one season to the other. So how do I know if these feelings I'm having is just the enemy trying to get me to quit or how do I know that I really am in a transition season? Well, I think that there's some things that we can see here from biblically. And, and, and here's the difference I want you to catch. You never get to quit as a Christian. You do not get to quit ever. There is no quit in Christian, right? You have to keep going as Christians. We get to finish and there's a big, 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 big difference. You should never quit what God called you to do 
Rather, you get to finish what God called you to do. You know, we see this different in 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Paul's writing to Timothy, and he says, look, I have ran my race, and I have finished my calling. I'm being poured out like a drink offering. You know, Paul knew that his time was up because he had done everything that God had called him to do. And for him, he knew his life was a sacrifice on the altar of ministry. And that's what we should strive for. I believe each of us are going to have multiple seasons in our life where that season looks different. And when we finish one season, God's going to transition us to the new season. But you know that you're done with a season when you feel finished. And there's two, that's two completely different things. You see, quitting is the easy thing to do. Finishing is the hard. Quitting is emotionally driven. Finishing is peace-driven. Quitting fills you, leaves you feeling defeated. Finishing leaves you feeling victory. So if you don't feel victory in this season, then you're not done. But if you have this peace, you feel like, I've done what God called me to do. I've ran my race. I feel victory. Like I feel like God did some things through this then maybe you're at a season of transition. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, it was victorious. He yelled out, it is finished. And I think every single one of us can be like Paul and say, I have finished my race. I have done what God's called me to do. So how do I know when I have finished the race? How, how do I know when I finished the race? I think there's some, there's some things that we can think about here. You, you know you've finished the race when, number one, you no longer have a heart for your ministry assignment. And, and sometimes this is hard for us to be honest with ourselves, you know, because we, we love God, we love people, but we also need to be, we need to be honest that the passion is no longer there. We, we get to a point where we lose heart for our current ministry assignment. It's, it's not despair. It's not frustration. It's not bitterness. There's just, there's just no passion there. Now we need to be careful with this because there's just seasons of dryness for everybody in every you know, vocation of life. You know, most days I wake up and I'm really, really excited to get to the church. I'm excited for studying or for the meeting I have or whatever the case may be. But I mean, if I'm honest, there's some seasons where the passion's a little weak every now and then, you know, I mean, just, you know, you got, you're going a hundred different directions, the chaos of, you know, business or whatever, you know, you, you're just a little bit tired, you know? Yeah. But if you find yourself in, ex, in, a, in an extended season of passionlessness for your ministry assignment, you know, you've prayed, you've rested, You've gotten into the word. You've reflected on the Lord. You had an encounter with God, but yet you still don't feel passion. That might be a sign that you have finished the race. And there's no shame in that. That means assignment's over. Something better is next. You need to embrace it. Second thing, you know you finished the race when you have accomplished all that God has called you to do. You know, when you, when you finish that race, you have a sense of victory. Like we said a, a moment ago, you have a sense of accomplishment. You look back on satisfaction knowing that you did what God called you to do. Now, you might say, if, if I could go back, I would have done this or I would have done that. But, but the totality of the mission, you're like, man, I've done well. I, I, I really felt that at the end of my youth ministry season. You know, I, I looked back and there was definitely things I would do different, but I had a sense of accomplishment. There was a lot of things I looked at and I said, I, I think I did what God called me to do. And that was, for me, the biggest uh, factor that it was, it was time for me to move on. Um, you know, you, you have this feeling of mission accomplished in your heart. And for me, that's, that's how I knew I was done. And it didn't feel like quitting. It felt like victory. It felt like, okay, I'm putting a bow on this season. It's time for a, a new challenge, a new assignment. Um, you know, every time I begin to, you know, feel discouraged or doubt or worry or whatever, I just remember that guys always put me here for a reason. As long as I'm obedient, there will be success and will be victory. So until I feel that victory, I'm, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm, I'm going to keep moving forward. 
I'm going to keep moving forward until I cross that finish line. When I cross that finish line, God will tell me, God will make it, make it clear. And so I, I think for you, you probably can identify with some of that. You know, you, you look and you say, I think I've accomplished what God called me to do in this season. It's time to go on to the next one. You know, you're finished when your passion lies somewhere else. Now, this one is, is, you know, you need to be careful with this one also, but there's a lot of truth here. Perhaps you haven't lost the passion for the ministry, but your passion lies in another area of ministry. You know, every youth pastor that turns lead pastor goes through this. You know, just like I said a second ago, I felt, you know, not just that I feel a sense of accomplishment as a youth pastor, but my, my passion for the ministry was starting to move to that overarching 30,000-foot view, you know, from the, the cradle to the grave. Like, I noticed myself caring about the babies and the elderly as much, if not more, than the youth kids. Like, I, I, I cared about all of it. So my passion had shifted. And, and, and that's how you know it's maybe time for a new season, where, where your passion is shifting, where you care more about this over there than, than what you're uh, responsible for right now. Now, again, you need to feel mission accomplished where you're at. But if you feel really passionate about this thing over here, you know, maybe that's where you need to, you need to go. Now, I would say, I would, I would give some warnings on this. You, you need to be honest with yourself. If this looks like a better opportunity over there, it's going to be easier over there. You, then those aren't the right, those aren't the right feelings. Those are not, that's not what I'm saying. And I think you guys are smart enough to figure that out. What I'm saying is, is my, my, my heart is being pulled somewhere else. My heart is being pulled in a different direction. That's when you know. Fourth thing, you are not finished with your assignment until you have positioned your current assignment for transition. And this is a big deal. And this is, this is a pet peeve for me. When we look at Elijah, he knew his time was running out. He developed Elisha so that the ministry never missed a beat. You know, and, and the same thing for Moses. Moses dies, Joshua picks up right where he's at. Paul had Timothy. You know, Jesus didn't dump this ministry on the disciples. Finishing strong means that we make sure that our current assignment is in good hands, however that needs to look. It might be creating a successor. It might be giving, you know, your leader enough time to get, prepare for your transition. Whatever the case may be, you make sure that your current ministry assignment is in good hands before you leave it behind. I mean, how is that honoring to God? Because these are his people, this is his church, just to dump it at the 11th hour and not have any sort of plan for transition. That I, I just cannot get behind that mindset. So, so now, now you might not be responsible for, for making sure that the, the next season is where it needs to be. That might be you going to your leader saying, hey, look, I feel like my heart's being pulled another direction. What can I do to help prepare for this transition? And they might want your input. They might not. That's not the point. But you at least did your part where you offered to help. You didn't walk in and say, hey, here's my 30 days notice or you know whatever the case may be and turn around and walk out the door. Like you're helping with that transition. I, I believe that's God honoring. Fifth, you know that you have finished the race when you can no longer support the leadership above you and you don't buy into the vision. Now, I'm not talking about being disgruntled or disunity or soured feelings. Those are not things I'm talking about. We, we need to learn how to work through our interpersonal dynamics. I'm saying when you look at the vision and the direction of the ministry leader over you, and you're like, I just don't feel like I fit into that, it might be time for you to move on. It, it might mean that your season is finished. If God wanted you in their seat, he could have put you there. But if you haven't felt that, it, it's time to move on. So have a conversation with the leadership. You know, be supportive. Be positive. You know, uh, you, you don't have to go along with everything. Your calling might be somewhere else. Number six, 
you know that you are finished when you don't have a desire to quit serving. You just have a desire to go to a new area. You know, I, I think this is really important too. You know, we don't get to stop serving the Lord until we die. And what happens for a lot of leaders is that you just get burnt out, you know, and then they just give up on everything. And, and we don't want that. You don't want that. You, you want to you wanna quit serving with some, with some energy left in the tank so that when God reorients your assignment, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. Last but not least, and, and this is kind of just putting a bow on it. It's kind of a summary of everything. In short, you know it's time the, that you are finished when you've lost the energy for your role and you just can't seem to get it back. You know, I mean, going back to the youth pastor deal, I, I was 99% sure in one moment that I was done, that, you know, God had had shifted my heart. You know, and I prayed about it for, Charity and I prayed about it for close to three months. I just wanted to make sure we were in a good spot. We loved everybody. We loved our pastor. We loved the church. She loved her job. We loved the community. I mean, we just loved it there. So we wanted to make sure that it was right. And so we took, you know, time and due diligence to pray through it. But I just couldn't get the energy back. I was like, it's the the favor has lifted and, and moved elsewhere. And when that happens, you know that's your time. So I kind of want to wrap it up with this. Why why would I have this conversation with you today? Why, why, would, I, why would I do that today? Well, here's why. I, I don't think any of you are thinking about quitting. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. I don't know if any of you are finished with your race. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But now's the time to have this conversation. Now's the time to have this conversation when everything's going good. So that way, when this these feelings come, you can decipher, am I, am I feeling a spiritual attack to quit? Or is God calling me to finish this season to move to another? Because those are two different things. And, and a lot of times in the middle of our frustration, it's hard to distinguish those feelings. So when you're not feeling like you're ready to quit, that's the time to work through this stuff so that when those feelings come, you know, you know what to do. You know, I had a conversation with my pastor. We were in Vertigris eight and a half years. I mean, just a couple months shy of nine years. And I had this conversation with him in like year two where I was riding with him one day. We were going on a hospital visit or something. I told him, I said, look, I said, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I'm never going to staff pastor anywhere else. I, I love this church. I love you guys. I love your leadership. You know, I mean, this is where I'm at. And so I just want to have this conversation right now because I'm really happy. That way, when this day comes, you, you'll you'll know you'll know that I'm being honest with you. I told him, I said, I want to leave the right way, you know. And when that day comes, I want you to be the first one to know before I have any plans. And I I honored that commitment to him. You know, I went and talked to him before I ever developed a resume. I went and talked to him long before I talked to any sort of district official or anything like that. I talked to him before I started looking at other churches. As soon as I knew that God was done with me there as a youth pastor, he was the very first conversation I ever had. And I felt like that was honoring. And, and I, I, I appreciate that he afforded me that opportunity to do that. And I want to afford that to my staff and, and the leaders on my team. I want what's best for you guys. And I know that every single one of us are going to come to end of seasons. And when you come to that season, I want to champion you. And I want to help you find where your next season is at. If it's in, it's in our church or maybe you move and pastor somewhere else, I don't know what God has for you. I just want to be in your corner on that, and that really is my heart. I was afforded those opportunities, and I want to afford those opportunities to everyone that's in, that's in uh, ministry partnership with me. And so we want that for you guys, and that's why I'm having this conversation today. That way, when inevitably this comes, two years, three years, four years, ten years, it doesn't matter, that, that we are all on the same page and that we understand each other's hearts, and that we can we can champion uh, you guys, and and we can be in the corner for you, and that really is my heart uh, in this whole thing. 
here's the deal to kind of, you know, wrap up Elijah. You know, if Elijah had quitted when he wanted to, he would have missed out on so much that God had for him. You know, Elisha would have never got his calling. You know, Elijah's ministry would have ended in this moment without continuing through Elisha. He would have never been taken to heaven. He would not have gotten the fin- the opportunity to finish what God called him to do. And he would have never been celebrated by Jesus on earth when Jesus compared John the Baptist to Elijah. You know, so Elijah did the right thing. He went to the Lord. He was strengthened. He was refreshed. And he finished the race and passed on the legacy. And that needs to be our heart and our desire. We need to finish the race so that we can pass on the legacy of what God has done in us and someone else. This, this assignment that we're in is too important to quit. We need to make sure that we finish and we finish well. God bless you.